Delaney. And it's Katie. And this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. We back like we forgot something, y'all. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Really extra. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is the first. Sierra with the S. (laughs) I remember Adam, when we're back to him, he posted on Twitter. He's like, someone told told him Happy New Year's. So he was like, okay, Happy New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) Happiest New Year's. (laughs) Like, Happy New Year's. Okay, y'all, way in the future. (laughs) Just one year. (laughs) Just one. Shout out to Sierra. I was like, uh, she made a public service announcement. I was like, Happy New Year's, sister. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised Jason didn't. Right. That's exactly like something, That's something would do. Jason would do. <laughs> Shout out to Jason. <laughs> oh my God, this is our carefree 2019 demeanor. Yeah. We saw so much lighter and so much happier. <laughs> They're probably listening last year like, are y'all okay? No, we weren't. But, you know. <laughs> all right, New Year got us feeling all buoyant. Not, like all light and all. Not a care in the world. Meanwhile, well, 2019 is is rubbing its hands together like we i have something for both of you listen and i rebuke the enemy because i don't have time (laughs) but um yeah happy new year we hope this year is full of love and life and classical music and cardi b and who's cardi i I know know. oh you mean party b (sighs) (laughs) so let me tell y'all so basically, um, my stepdad and my brother were over at the park near where the Rose Parade is going to happen. That's the parade that happens in Pasadena for the new year. And so one of the HBCU bands, like one of the, I don't remember which one, they were rehearsing there though because they were playing in the parade. He was like, yeah, they were playing some, they were playing a song by Party B. Me and my mama looked at each other like, she was like, <laughs> what's her name? He was like, ain't it Party B? You? I was like, well, you know what? It is now. <laughs> People don't take her seriously like now. Well, I do because I stand. But can you imagine her name was Party B? I don't even think she would take off. I don't care how. <laughs> that was lucky, a little joke. But anyway, I'm, pr- I'm wow. proud of that. That you not. That wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Y'all get that, that would offset her career. <laughs> <laughs> now she got a that would quave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She gotta find some new Migos to get around with. <laughs> Y'all will get it tomorrow. <laughs> but oh yeah, God. we have to be back. We thank you for joining us in the new year. I mean, what episode is this? 10? 11? 11. Oh, shucks. We out here. <laughs> um, we decided to begin this year. I hope it's a good year. I think it's gonna be a good year. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I got good news for a good year. Well, mostly good news. Yeah. So. The first piece of news I have is an Indiegogo campaign from the Catalyst Quartet. They're having an upcoming album where they're featuring pieces by black composers. Um, the three black composers that they're featuring are our girl, Florence Price. Hey, Floor Floor. <laughs> Not Floor Floor. <laughs> hey, sus. Samuel. R. R. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> She's dead. Wow. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm relaxing. Samuel Coldridge Taylor and Coldridge Taylor Perkinson. Um, they're going to be playing Samuel Coldridge Taylor's piano qu- quintet. Ooh, that's in German. So we're just, his opus number five. <laughs> and his clarinet quintet in F sharp minor. That sound lit. 
If I, sharp minor, I will be tuning in. Um, oh, and, that's not that bad. <laughs> but um, by Florence Price, her string quartet and five folk songs and counterpoint, and by Coach Taylor Perkinson, um, his first string quartet. So they're gonna be. They have a campaign to fund um this album, the recording and the release of it. I'm going to link it in the description so that y'all can support and the best part sorry <laughs> i'm just i'm gasping we need to, literally those are, those are gas those, those <laughs> because i forgot about this so i mentioned that they were doing a piano quintet and a clarinet quintet okay on piano Stuart goodyear <gasps> <laughs> like what when i tell you i'm over here i'm just minding my business trying to play rock modern off back in 2017 and i couldn't focus because literally my scalp is receding <laughs> he is so good <laughs> what <laughs> just be pop pop on them keys i'll be like so it doesn't make any sense piano doesn't stand a chance it's like (laughs) y'all girls are really still out here trying because this isn't even black excellence and here we go (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile another giant for all for the clarinet quintet they're doing it with anthony mcgill so okay principal of new york phil did what this album is going to be so good so meanwhile my ears are gonna be melting off because literally cannot i'm not prepared for this uh, shout out to the catalyst quartet for doing this this is such a great a great cause and bringing awareness to music wonderful music made by black composers with two extremely amazing black artists uh guest artists on the album the second uh thing that i have is also an indiegogo campaign if y'all remember our black excellence from our christmas episode about the tune day <laughs> hip opera i was gonna hip opera hip hopera hip hopera right he is out here he's making an ep come so, on ep right he um he has a, a campaign to fund his like the recording and the making of his ep and he's trying to make a whole a whole album from hip opera and i i personally I, cannot wait literally i think if you know me, that's literally the entirety of my aesthetic. <laughs> I want to tell you, I know the words to that aria solely because. I mean, you might have, honestly, Delaney could probably go take a tenor audition. I mean, I don't know if she's going to do for the, the English part or like the German song or I don't know what she's going to do about that. But yo, y'all do that aria, I got you. <laughs> okay, the opera two hours long. You only know three minutes of it. <laughs> right. And meanwhile, it's not even the version that I'm t- I'm over here bouncing. Meanwhile, right. Meanwhile the you, original version. You go to your you go to your audition. They ask you, "Where's your pianist?" Oh, don't worry. Uh, right, got I this. got the beat in the background. <laughs> Kendrick here, he got me. Father God. <laughs> so I'm also link Babatunde's um his campaign in the description as well. So please donate if you can. If you can't, then like share it because right, this it must happen. It, it simply it must. Well, it's going to because exactly <laughs> because we need it. The steps of the righteous are ordered. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, the last thing that I have is, that's me. You know, we, y'all could drag me if y'all want to, but whatever. So, uh, about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, this woman had um, she went on a flight from Rio de Janeiro to Tel Aviv with her viola da gamba that was made in like sixteen hundred. Um, so she decided that her viola de gumbo meant de gumbo. <laughs> okay, viola de gumbo. Her viola rice on the side. Cornbread. 
<laughs> Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Great. Oh my god. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> she decided that her viola da gamba meant nothing to her. So <laughs> what? Okay, I'm gonna let you. If you would tell the story, like right, I should say the facts first. <laughs> right. That, that sounds like a fact to me. I, I anyway, mean. So this woman, she went on a flight from Rio de Janeiro to Tel Aviv. Um, and she checked her viola da gamba in a regular case, not a flight case. And for those of y'all that are not familiar with the viola da gamba, it's approximately the size of a cello. Um, and you checked it. And you che- and not in a flight case. Because there are cases, there's a, like a bigger case that you can put a cello in that mm-hmm. if you absolutely need to check it, because not everybody can afford a seat. Right. I understand that. I'm not being like, oh, she broke. She can't blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, I just... So basically, let me finish the story. Basically, it came back destroyed. It the top it was a pretty much a whole middle part of the top of the instrument was off. The case was was busted up. What? It was cracked up in the bottom. It was dest- it, it wasn't destroyed because it has been restored. It actually just a year later it has mm-hmm. finally been restored, but it took all this time. Delaney asked me if I wanted to see the pictures of this, and I said absolutely not. Literally stuff like that. I know it's like mad dramatic yeah but it's like i can't viola is my life <laughs> so i mean viola and snacks and i can't i remember i forgot where we were um we were i think we were doing a photo shoot and i had my viola in my hand and i was like we were like on like the third floor or something and at that building and i think you made a joke like okay your viola falling over i'm like i wouldn't look i would actually leave it there I'm talking about Some, the janitor can come sweep it up. I, like, I don't I, want And that sounds dramatic. I'm like, my viola is literally the most expensive thing that I own. I'm not. I, I, I could don't total my it. car. I could the, anything. I, my car, I guess what I, I, I need my car. If my car was totaled, I'd probably, I would look at that before I would ever, I would never see my viola again. I just, I'm sweep it up. Uh, right. So it's like, I, Listen, this this is what made me mad about this story. When you, I, I'm fortunate enough to travel quite a bit with my viola, and there's never a, a a time that I can really recall where it just went like absolutely smooth because some gate agent talking out they next, some flight attendant with bad breath. Shout out to United. Um, wow, <laughs> flight wow. number two. I was like, <laughs> They 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 uh, contacted your uncle <laughs> from <laughs> shout out to United Flight whatever going from EWR to ROC but that's not my business. Um, there's always something that you you have to fight for your instrument or no one will because no one's gonna care as much about you and a lot of people don't get the magnitude the price the the cost of that instrument. No one's gonna fight for you like your instrument. If you really look me in my face and told me you know how many you know how many flight attendants you know you can't pipe up. I might want to pipe up, but I'm also the, I'm one to stick up for myself. I think that's a difference. Yeah. I'm not going but a place that you shouldn't pipe up is the airport. Yeah. And or in between airports because either way you're going to jail. They're not playing. Right? But you know how many gay agents be like try to put a, a check bag thing on my viola. I'm like it's not listen, it's not my fault that you failed your general music curriculum. It's not my fault that you think you know more about my instrument than you do. The stuff that you telling me is literally on the United website. <laughs> like you don't know cuz you work here? That's cute. Um 
I'm not checking my viola. So they looked you in your face and told you, oh, yeah, sis, you gonna have to check that. I'm like, I guess I'm not leaving Brazil. Right. First of all, several things about this. Because, like, you you checked this in a case that is not, literally not made to go underneath a plane. It's literally negative six billion care. degrees up there. I, I do not care what you didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that they throw bags. First of all, you should know. It is it is no one's responsibility but your own to know what is going to happen to your instrument. I don't care. if You cannot just assume that. First of all, you're going across continents. I personally will, I don't care what I have to do. The least flights I have to take, the better, because I must check my instrument. So the the least amount of people who have to touch it, the better. Yeah. If I can take a direct flight somewhere, I'm taking it. I'm driving and taking it right. to, from a different city. I. It is your responsibility to call the airline, look up their policies online, get to the airport, how many Print ever hours. The policy. Exactly. You, no one, they and cannot care for you. And then go to back because this is going to be somebody who thinks they know what they're talking about. Exactly. Um, perfect example. When I was leaving Wellington, right? Um, I had my instrument. I, my viola causes a lot of, that's one thing I hate is like my viola can cause a, a little bit of like, what's that? And a mm-hmm. conversation piece. Like I ran into this really nice man on my way here and he was like, what's that? And it's just like, I'm about to miss my flight. This airport is crowded. We're not moving. We're in security. I have 3000 things with me. And I, really don't want to explain to you that's a viola tell me about it however i'm not gonna be like leave me alone you know so whatever fine my case is purple i'm sure it's my, my case and i are like literally the same size so i understand that like it causes a little bit of like it's not a violin it's bigger so i'm leaving wellington and sis is like well this doesn't fit the dimensions of a thing and i'm like literally if you go back to your preschool education when you were matching the square with the square and the rectangle with the rectangle, why would my viola fit in the same thing you put in the briefcase in to measure whether or not I'm checking it? So she's like, I'm going to go get a measuring tape. I'm like, sis, you can get a measuring tape. You can get a ruler. You can get a yardstick. You can get yarn. I'm not checking my viola. So if we stay in New Zealand, what's the move? How do I move here? Do, am I going to the U.S. Embassy to get my visa? What are we doing? I'm not checking my viola. It's negative 3,000 degrees down there. Y'all throw bags because you should throw the bags because the bags are heavy. Why would you exactly. throw them? They're not going to pick them up and cradle them and, and place them on the... Like, they're going to throw them. And even if somebody lies to your face and told you that, you should know if you're going on multiple flights, you should know that they cannot guarantee what someone is going to do down there. Exactly. They're, they're going to be careful how do you know? how do you know you over here they down there it's cold out there their backs hurt they feet hurt they throw in the bag it's, most, it's people in whole other countries that i'm about to go through that are gonna have to connect my bag like no one's gonna advocate for your instrument like you do so if something happens to your instrument then that's on you i like i'm like if you i ask flight attendants can you put it in your closet for me i get on a plane first i close the thing like you have to advocate for your instrument yeah. so you really gonna tell me and now you, you don't even have like a cello you have a viola da gamba like a sacred instrument you just going oh i'm just gonna put it i'm gonna in this napkin and put yeah. it in and check it like what i don't think that if something happens to somebody's instrument that it's their fault like but this particular person it was this particular thing i'm not talking because, about like you check your base and yeah. they drop it three thousand times it's like now your neck on the ground because when i tell you when my, my mom said that you can literally feel the tension radiating <laughs> off of my body when I, I have to fly with my base i just don't want to like eight times out of ten when i'm flying i'm flying with my viola i am stressed so i can't even because especially when you want on a small plane like i said my case is kind of weird looking so it's like is it going that's not really gonna fit in the overhead bin you know it's like i can't even imagine what you go through 
I literally like, I know it's going to sound dramatic to some of y'all who have kids. However, it is the most expensive thing that I own. I dumped my savings account on its head. And right. Didn't, didn't even put a dent in that. People who, people who not even related to me, you know, gifted me money to, to buy my instrument and put all this faith in it. In it, I literally I have to drop it off of the thing and turn around and I do not look back. I don't want to see. Blame you. I don't want to see y'all carry it over to the thing. I don't want to see. I just I'm not going to. I don't want to see it. People, you can see them putting the bags in the thing. I'm not looking out the window. I because my my teacher posted something on Facebook of like him. Oh, they're putting my base on the. Th- I don't want to see it. Yeah, okay, I don't blame it's you. flipped on the head. Listen, what what you don't know won't hurt you. Literally, like. But see, I'm rude when I try with my viola. You're not bumping up against my case. Not I don't care it. what holiday. I don't care if we all trying to escape something. You are not bumping up against my case. You're not shoving your bag against it in the whole ribbon. That's why, like, my teacher um, from undergrad taught me something that I've taken because, like, a lot of times I fly standby. So, um, but because of my where my uncle is, how long he's been working with United, I'm usually like I'm usually one of the first people on the plane. So I'll. I'll put my, you literally are in the same, you are so, it's not, it's called boarding group three. That means two other groups before me. And you literally board the same group with your mama working for United. You are so annoying. Can I finish my story? (laughs) So she was like, all you got to do is get on the plane, put your viola in there and close the bin. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are kind of dumb and they'll try to open it back. But there's literally a reason why this bin is closed and every other bin around it is open. And it's low key kind of selfish. Depending on the plane, I don't do it. Because if we like when I went to when I came here yesterday, I'm not going to put my viola in. First, I was last on the plane, but I don't want to talk about that. And then also, I'm like, I'm just going to ask the flight attendant if I can put it in your closet. But Mm -hmm. like to me, it's the story like this makes me mad because it's like when I think about like all I have to go through to make sure that my viola and I get to where we're going in one place. And you literally like, you have to fight for your stuff. Exactly. You, even if it's the smallest thing, like I take my bow case on the plane with me. Mm-hmm. I don't put it in my flight case. And, um, I don't even put it in the overhead bin because since it's flat and as long and it's flat, I would put it in there. It would either slide to the back where I can't get it mm-hmm. or it would be in front of someone's thing. They get up mid flight. They pull their thing out cause they can't see it. And now it's on the floor exactly. in my ball in pieces. No, I keep, first of all, if they look at me somewhere, I start leaning on it like a cane. I'm sorry, but right. It, what you gonna prove me wrong? Call my doctor. Like you not. I'm, or I hide it in my jacket. You're not mm-hmm. gonna say nothing to me, and I just ride with it in between my legs when I'm in my seat. And I put a jacket on my lap so that they can't see. It. I've done some crazy things with my viola, and I mean, like <laughs> it's just been it's just been some flight attendants who just didn't care that day. You have to ride. I, when I tell you, it's literally. A, I put my viola in between my legs one time on a flight kid you not going to rochester i want them baby jj to the jet plane type planes exactly and i'm gonna put it between my legs and because like there was no overhead space and i'm like i'm not checking my instrument so what we gonna do and i'm looking at her like what we gonna do sis because (laughs) i'm not mm, i'm not checking my i'm not checking my and it's like some flight attendants would be like because they should because there are this viola will literally be a projectile Mm -hmm. however tell the tell the pilot to do his job and not crash plane and then we ain't got to worry about projectiles now do we (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i mean and people be like well maybe they made her like if you if you're trying to be the devil's advocate maybe they made her check it first of all can't nobody make you do nothing you don't want to do exactly you could have stayed right there in brazil Brazil. you could have explored other options i've seen cellas if they really if money really just not like that you get you go to cargo if you're flying major airlines have cargo right um and you can ship it in a bigger box 
with as much padding as you can fit in there put a and little. at least that would be more and put fragile stickers on the box mm-hmm. and you can pay it would still be less than a plane ticket right it would still be, you have to you can't just be like oh okay you have to explore other options like just about a million other things that you could have done to to prevent this so i know airlines be they be trying us sometimes they however you played yourself and also like there's a lot of there's a lot of stories about people making making musicians check their bags mm-hmm. and i'm like everyone's different not everyone's a type to pipe up not everyone's a type to whatever but listen like you have to stand up for yourself or you're going to get played like you because nobody cares about your viola they don't understand they don't know they don't understand the 1600 uh viola da gamba they're like yeah that's cute anyway so put your guitar in the exactly thing. <laughs> like um i remember one even so, simple stuff like i i i'd be dummy dramatic even my mom be like really katie i'm like you know <laughs> hey mommy <laughs> um She'd be like, Katie, is, is it really that? I'm like, even when I go on an Uber, I remember one Uber mm-hmm. driver was like, you can't bring that in here. I'm like, why not? And I literally, I don't remember. I don't know if it's because I was, I was in some country and I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to, I'm not going to pipe up on this man. So I was like, all right, fine. But I wasn't, I also wasn't going far. I think I was on my way to, I was on my way to the, a session at the ivc it's literally it was like an eight minute uber ride so i i put my veal in the trunk normally i put up a fight i don't speak dutch i'm not trying i'm not trying to throw hands i'm not trying to so i'm just like fine but it's like the trunk is not heated mm-hmm. because why are we heating your bananas in your in your milk right. when you go to grocery store you know what i'm saying so um i don't i do like stuff like that i don't even put my viola in the trunk i don't i it's my life right. it's my livelihood you're you know not what I'm touching on my especially because flight cases are huge y'all what's that let me poke <laughs> on it let me see what's under Shut here up. can you open it up so <laughs> one time i did open it because sometimes i open it at the airport just in case if anything's broken i'm already here so i can pipe right. up in the airport you right, know right but um can you let me see what that do Ooh, what happens if i pull this like <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I don't we I don't put my 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 base in a flight case without a without a soft case on over it because mm-hmm. TSA will always open a flight case they because just always do because it's so big um I'm not putting it in without the casino like, what this do what if I turn this if I bend this that way like <laughs> they take the base out and they put it in face down <laughs> right literally the opposite way they just slam the thing until it until it closes <laughs> because you can you can come for um airline employees for not knowing and not you know oh y'all don't know about instruments y'all should learn blah, blah, blah. it's not gonna matter who knows what when your instrument is in pieces exactly so you can be you you can sell you can call them stupid if you want you could whatever but they stupid and you and you ain't got no viola de gamba so exactly. <laughs> and i mean like yes it's got to restore but all that a how? year how do you restore it okay from 1600 and it took a year it was in shambles in shambles i just how do you have something that valuable in your possession? You just, you do nothing. We're going to link this story in the description. And I'm also going to link a thing from Classic FM called 10 Tips for when you're flying with your instrument. Hello. Right. Be safe out here. And remember, like, even if you're mild man or you don't want to pipe up, whatever, nobody's going to ride for that instrument like you do. Exactly. And, and it's if- also, we coming up on audition season. A lot of y'all going to be traveling a lot. Exactly. Like, orchestras are looking to fill seats. So you're going to be doing that, like act accordingly exactly have options have the rules printed out have all this stuff together beforehand so that 
do not let them play you because exactly. they will be like because i definitely have been up at the gate and they're not at the gate but um checking my base and they're like i don't know the protocol well i do exactly so, <laughs> and like they always looking for somebody to try i'm like they're Listen. always looking how can i nah if the procedure is not the same as the first 47 times i've done this then i'm not getting on i'm not exactly. leaving your possession we're doing it exactly the way that i've done it before if you don't know the policy it's it's okay because i do listen and it's on the website let me tell you something <laughs> like don't try me <laughs> okay <laughs> like do not you see this viola don't say nothing to right. me let's just you know what i'm saying like like you can try me if you want to but like smoke free if you want it so Literally do not play me katie first of all already not the one the two the three or the three or the four <laughs> <laughs> like or the the 10 the 76 the Three thousand and forty-seven. However, what is whatever the highest number you could think of? We're not that and beyond. <laughs> like, and then put our instruments on that as well. You're not. It's not happening. You have to wrap it like when I was flying to to Greensboro and they do small planes. I'm on hold with United. Like these are the dimensions of my instrument. This is how much it weighs. You need to assure me that i can get on this flight i'm at the airport three hours ahead of time mm-hmm. and good thing i was because i still almost missed my flight because sis at the thing was acting like she didn't know what like she was they doing they don't know what they're doing i mean like even when when i'm going to a another country with my viola whether when i how the degree of which i research depends mm-hmm. on like how exotic the airline is so like like when i'm if i'm going to jamaica yeah with my viola I'm not going to, I'm not going to put too much thought into it because I know even though I'm leaving out of Jamaica, um, even though I'm leaving out of Jamaica, I'm like, I'm flying on United. So it's like, whatever, I'm, I'm usually with my uncle or like, but when I went to New Zealand, even though I caught a little bit of flack when I was coming back from, from Wellington, I still, um, I had no, I had to research because I'm flying on like air New Zealand. Like what mm-hmm. is that? And they not, they don't care about no U S laws. Exactly. So that one I researched. And then when I, so when I caught the flag, I was like, okay, this is, this is fine or whatever. But, um, we, we made it shout out to the other gate agent who was like, just let's just measure your stuff so you can just go through. Cause right. we're not, but, um, or like when I, nor, it just depends. It just mm-hmm. depends because like, like when I went to Amsterdam, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm on United. I'm coming back on United. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends. You just have to research. Exactly. And I know some of it might sound extra, but I'm looking at the model plane. What model plane? I never been on that before. Yeah, it's no. A, it's a two. It's a 222. I ain't never been on there. Well, let me. I'm calling up. You know. You know the. Um. <laughs> you know the. Uh. What's it called? It's the. Um. The overhead bins that give me anxiety. Mm. The ones that on if you go on like a big seven seven seven, oh, and they, 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 and go, they go up. up. <laughs> so okay, my viola up, up. up. <laughs> like so, I make sure like if I'm like um like when I was going to Korea, I made sure I put my viola in there, close it up. There's been so many countries in this episode that you've been to. Wow, Delaney, let's not go. Let's not do this. Not, <laughs> we're not. You are aware of the countries I've been to. You have four countries on deck this year. I have two on deck this year. Okay, that's not what I counted earlier. But um, <laughs> anyway, when I was going to Korea, those those are the ones that were on there, and I closed it. I'm like, no, there's nothing yeah. up there because okay, so now that you put so your suitcase scary. on top of my viola, and then it's, but have I, you, and then you slamming it. <laughs> I'm okay. Father God, that listen. would fill me with horror. I, and, I want to talk about something else. Can we move on? <laughs> I'm literally anxious. I hate traveling with literally. my interest. When, when I have to travel with my viola, I feel free as a bird. Literally, I'm like, I I'm breathing this through. Is amazing. I'm not a care in the world. Literally. Oh, the plane's going down? Okay. <laughs> See y'all down there. Like, Honestly, like, 
I make myself so mad because honest to God, if we had a water landing, I'm getting my viola. This it's not gonna be. It, I'm getting my viola. I mean, is there gonna be water damage when we get in the thing in, in the ocean or whatever? Yeah, but what if I get? I'm gonna get a raft. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I get my base the raft, <laughs> <laughs> taking the top off. Now we inside <laughs> rowing with our bows. <laughs> I just I can't if there was a god forbid I was on a plane that had to make a landing I'm getting my viola you're not gonna tell me not to get my viola especially if we land on dry land oh okay yeah we got 10 minutes to the plane blow up that's fine it's gonna take me 30 seconds to get my viola from back there it's gonna be okay sis because why would I let my viola be firewood if we landed on dry land that doesn't make sense I'll get my viola I'll start running you know what i'm saying like, i don't understand i'm like you don't I, understand first of all this is not only the most expensive thing i own but also my livelihood the way that i will make all my future money so where my past money went and where my future money is coming from and you expect me not to ride listen, for it and it's also like okay you can always get a new viola first of all no y'all can get a new viola <laughs> meanwhile i almost had to sell my left toe to get to get, the, <laughs> to get this viola and it's a certainly probably not it's a certainly not gonna be the last viola i own so this viola gotta go towards the next strad. can you imagine when you would have strad okay that's <laughs> twerking on your strad <laughs> gonna give us a wretched <laughs> a strad. don't give me a strad <laughs> okay the maker turning in his grave right. yeah i'm freestyling cardi b <laughs> we should move on <laughs> I just, just moral of the story, don't let people try you. Moral of the story, do not, do not, because they will try you if they can. And they, and they will and try they, you if and you, they you let them. Who, they know. <laughs> if you let them. Oh, sis at Greensboro, I don't know if that's going to fit on the way over here. Like, <laughs> what, your base not going to fit in the plane? Yeah. In the whole plane? Yeah. Because it was one of them, it was one of them little ones. I'm like, it fit on the way over here. And y'all going to find a way to get it to me. So, but anyway. What? Y'all, they, I'm... <laughs> I remember one time I made a status. I was like, uh, Rochester Airport hiring because they hiring anybody. <laughs> anybody right, can work. Come, come sign up. I was mad one time because the girl was like, you know, that like them like low key microaggressions. Oh, we got to pat down your hair. I'm like, mm-hmm. sis, what you think I'm hiding in twist out? I can't even hide moisture in my twist out. Okay. And that wraps Sister. up. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our news for this week. <laughs> you <laughs> wow <laughs> we're moving on <laughs> do you have an intermission that is hopefully not trifling for us <laughs> why would anything i do or say ever be trifling sister okay so in front of god all right <laughs> okay so the intermission this week i want you to picture this it is the year 9047 okay <laughs> <laughs> what does that even look like <laughs> No, okay, the whole a whole world sand. <laughs> yeah, right. I was about to say the direction this planet is going, it might we might not even get we anywhere close to there. <laughs> Father God, if you just call us on home, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding. okay. We're in LA. Okay, earthquake happening right now because you said that. Oh <laughs> God, being like oh <laughs> right. I was waiting on when I was going. <laughs> like when you pulling a rubber band back and you better do it. He's like oh I can let go. Okay. <laughs> the san andreas fault quivering <laughs> back on track we back y'all we back it's the year what no yeah i said 9047 yeah. so classical music is now obsolete and not that like going to orchestra 
performances and has died i'm not that kind of obsolete it's literally we're so far removed from classical music that people just don't listen to it anymore because it's literally nine because you think about it we've only been here for like over like about three thousand years you know what i'm saying it has Mm -hmm. not been that long so think about like seven thousand more years into the future right so it's like classical, classical music is like gone right so someone time travels to you from the year 9047 and you have to explain to them they have they know what music is they just don't know what classical music is if that makes sense you have to introduce classical music to them you can only choose one composer these are three separate things okay so into to introduce them to classical music you, you can only choose one composer you can only choose one orchestral or operatic work not from that composer. It doesn't have to be from that composer, mm-hmm. just to be clear for people listening. And then you can only choose one piece for your instrument. And these three pieces have to be what you think best represents classical music to someone who has no idea, like, what these archaic sound, violin, trumpet, what is, what is. Okay, choosing some of the worst ones. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, one of the worst ones. Well, I'm not going to tell you which one. You can guess. Um. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, let's start with the first one. So you're going to introduce this person to one composer. Who would okay. you pick? So I think I said, I said this to you a little bit earlier. I feel like the logical thing to do is for each of the three things, pick like things that are spread out over yeah. the span. That would be the logical thing to do. However, However y'all have listened to the podcast long enough to know that logical does not really fit into my... I mean, my being. This is this is my this is me explaining classical right music. exactly. This is what I love. If you wanted a you wanted like a nice gamut, you could read a classical music right. textbook. <laughs> exactly. I mean, word up. Okay, books obsolete because oh, right. no trees left. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gasping for air. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I about to say? Oh, okay. So obviously, my composer, <laughs> my boy tchaikovsky wow i was gonna pick bronze because i feel like bronze is so and i feel like people would love like how are you listening to that and you're not feeling anything there's nothing brahms wrote that's not good like there's not one piece where it's like oh shucks i forgot about his second symphony (laughs) right no go back go back since you want to brahms i tried I mean, the second symphony is not trash. Uh-huh. It's just you just don't. It's just disappointing. You, you think it don't live up to his other stuff? I mean, because I mean, symphony number one. Just to be fair, he spent like so. I forgot the year, how many years? But it's, it's extraordinary. Okay, I literally just said I forgot <laughs> how many years. You see how Delaney just says any old thing. Um, <laughs> but he spent years and years on that symphony because somebody wrote a music. I forgot wrote a uh, wrote a, a review on him talking about i think it was schumann schumann wrote a review on him like brahms is the next big thing oh Again, yeah like, next big thing coming to your ne- never mind <laughs> right well i mean but that's another episode that's, for, that's another episode. episode but schumann was like this is the main man like you gotta oh that's you, what he said yeah man you gotta get into it you know what i'm right. saying like get it how you live it like brahms get in where you fit out, in brahms out here he know he not right. <laughs> but that's brains brains, brains man man <laughs> out here you know what i'm saying turning melodies and whitney you know right? <laughs> oh my goodness i'm i'm so sorry that we made this podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay 
to your picking Tchaikovsky yeah. for obvious reasons. Like, why would you explain? Literally. Okay, them weeping at the the pot of the grand pot of doing a nutcracker. And the second, let's not forget the second movement of the literally the, the little the little stringy things on the back of my eyeballs quivering right now <laughs> the like, little stringy things <laughs> father god what they call eye, my eye tails i don't know <laughs> i'm just so exhausted <laughs> anatomy over here okay the composer that i will pick is adolphus hailstork i stand i just love him so much um for those of you who don't know adolphus hailstork is a black um, American composer. Um, he writes a lot of pieces. I'm playing some of his pieces on my recital. Right, we will link the live stream. Link my recital is a private event. <laughs> it will be my mama and my teacher. Okay, me not coming. Even though I'm playing on it. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, yeah, I just love Hellsucker. I love all his works, and I'm just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really. If you know me, I'm not really into um new music like i there's a lot of things that i do enjoy because i try to give it a chance um but hailstork it's just like nothing he writes i'm, I'm always impressed like mm-hmm. it's just um so i will pick hailstork okay. okay um the second one one orchestral or operatic work <clears throat> my orchestral work is gonna be some funny metamorphosis because it is so <laughs> Like he went, he went off. Like basically, Henry was like, "So, I think I, it's cute that y'all think y'all are composing things. However, this is what I'm doing. Um, I mean, take notes." Hindemith <laughs> scalped y'all in he, that. Like y'all should be embarrassed. Like, <laughs> like, he just his contemporaries must have been shaking. I mean, symphonic memory. It's what. It, it's phenomenal. Like fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing that. Exactly. And I just I've seen it I've played it once. I've seen it perform twice or three times actually. Any chance that I get to see that live, I will go. Yeah. I'm there. Like it's so it's, so good. It's such an epic piece. I I have to. <laughs> okay, my um okay, so of course I'm gonna pick an operatic work because operas i'm actually torn i don't know which which opera to pick well i'm torn between a symphonic work and an operatic work so uh do you just playing them at the same time cacophony <laughs> okay i'm hating classical music okay so my my gut instinct i'm just gonna go with my gut since i said one um is la boheme by puccini i mean there is not there everything is good about that opera there's not one thing first of all it's puccini so like it goes without saying Mm -hmm. it's like literally opera god and then also um it's like the writing is good like it's his use of like recurring motifs like it's just you're drawn in from the minute it happens i mean like the the drama with like mimi it's just like so good it's like one of my favorite operas of all times you will literally be in tears and it's just like i mean i couldn't think of a a, a better work to sh- explain to someone like this is classical music it's dynamic it's it can be funny there's of course there's comic relief and it could be like completely heart-wrenching like making you feel like really feel for the characters and like i, I don't know even if you didn't even if you don't even like opera which i can't fathom but okay um go off um it's just 
just an excellent work. Okay, last one, which I struggling. We <laughs> 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 you literally have podcasters with like instruments low on the popularity scale. I mean, uh, bass and viola lit because we play. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's literally like the burnt ends of the string. <laughs> <laughs> Besides wood. I'm not Viola listen. Lit. I'm too grown to be defending my instrument. Viola lit because I play it. So hmm. I'm too grown for that. That middle school viola suck. Like y'all only play half notes. You can miss me with that because meanwhile, that's why. Never mind. I just I just got passionate for no reason. <laughs> one no one came for me. <laughs> you fabricated someone coming for you, <laughs> and then when, meanwhile, I'm not the type to pipe up. But <laughs> did I say that? Yeah. I said I'm not the type to pipe up. But you said you're the type I, to defend yourself. I defend myself, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not the pipe up queen. Okay, half my friends being like, well, I don't pipe up just because. Would you say that? Nah. Like, wow, really? Not like. <laughs> you hear my voice go on high. She's literally no, I'm just, like, nah, you don't pipe it like, you're not just like, let me look, who, who can I go off on today? Right. Like, it's not like that. No. There's some things that you pipe up on that I'm like, because you pipe up first, ask questions second. Right. That's the, the natural order. Meanwhile, when sis was this lady, I was like, oh, she's trying to get by you. Like, well, she could look up. I'm like, meanwhile, she's zipping up her jacket before she goes out to the Rochester winter. Is that okay with you? <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't recall. So anyway, one piece for your, one piece for your instrument. <laughs> a bass piece on um the world the the future of classical music on the shoulders of a piece written for bass okay two pieces two options <laughs> question classical, answer I guess, the question rest in peace classical music then no i'm just kidding wow so a piece written for bass that i would choose is the second Mishek sonata which is like i feel like well i i can't say it's the only sonata that's like lit because the Hindemith Bay Sonata definitely grew on me. However, Meshach is the most, like, the most musical and the most similar to other, to the sonatas that other instruments get. Mm. That, like, a bass Because other than, other than uh, Meshach and Hindemith, I'm trying to recall. There are, like, some obscure ones, like Fuchs wrote a bass sonata hey folks i like <laughs> um but other than that like we don't really have the other sonatas that we play are not we play arpeggioni we play mm-hmm. a beethoven horn sonata like right. they're not for us Meshach, second sonata is like literally gorgeous like it's it's literally the closest thing that we have to an actual mm-hmm. like sonata like other instruments get and i'm like so it can't happen it can't happen because that sonata is lit um yeah but y'all could look at meek young sung has a um a uh, recording of it on youtube it is ridiculous but yeah that's the piece i would be um a piece for my instrument Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hey. Uh, uh, 
First of all, why do I know the Shamas Viola concerto? I'm actually really impressed. And that's why I didn't stop you. Come like, what comes next? And what comes next? And what comes next? That was impressive. Um, but we want people to like the viola, so Oh wow. Oh, so tell them on. <laughs> tell them I'm one of them type of people that think they did you a favor. Who asked for that? Okay, I could play. I could write me some G major arpeggios too when we got a little sonata too. Girl, bye. Um, <laughs> I would have to say the Rebecca Clark sonata. Now, originally, I haven't played Rebecca Clark yet, which is like very disappointing. But like, oh, I, can't I wait until you do. I stand like what an amazing work. It's a huge piece. It was written by a woman. It it shows like the viola like in its vastness. Like it could, viola could be huge. It could be like recluse. It could be so many things. And it's like that's the perfect definition. I wanted to say the few times viola sonata because that junk. How can you mean viox temps? That's not as lit. <laughs> like I was when I listened to it. I, the first time I ever, I'll never forget the first time I heard that sonata. I was like, so this is what she was doing. You like da 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 da. I was like, okay then. <laughs> but no, nah, Rebecca Clark, um, for sure. Like what a gem, what a asset to the viola repertoire. Now half our sonatas aren't ours. So mm-hmm. before you come for me, what about the Brahms E flat? That's not ours. That's the clarinet. What about the arpeggio? First of all, that piece is cursed. Um, no, I'm still gonna play that on Marsala. <laughs> I mean, I would play the arpeggio. I'm just not playing on Marsala because I have too many friends that something went wrong and I don't have the time. Dang. That I mean, piece, I piece is cursed. I believe it because my teacher did a did an interview on a on a, a contrabass conversations podcast about Dittersdorf concerto. It's cursed for him. So. See, like, not, I would not put no arpet nobody's arpeggioni on my recital, <laughs> sister. Because now I'm over here now. Your my, strings all haywire. Right, my yo. bow goes all flat like that. You know how it goes, and then now my my bow inside my fo's no <laughs> no what happened what i said if i wore a wig <gasps> and we're moving on <laughs> no we was talking about wigs and i was like imagine my my pig my wig gets tangled in my pig and i go to put my base down and the whole wig go down with it <laughs> i wouldn't say i would li- i would literally disintegrate and die now you like now the whole world done seen your sealy braids underneath your wig cap <laughs> My plaits <laughs> looking like Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be glued all caked up on you. <laughs> we play all day. We, we moving home. on, y'all. Well, my sister already told me I look like Aunt Jemima. So if we you told, we are moving. On. If you have answers to our <laughs> intermission, put them in the comments <laughs> or email them to classicallywhackpodcast at gmail.com and we are moving on. okay so this one y'all is a doozy and just for you know if you stand Debussy which father god I'm praying for you I don't really know why you would you gonna have to um skip ahead to the black excellence because (laughs) you're he's in for a dragging um but we have our next um guest (laughs) On our little series, uh, trifling music history. Where today we're talking about okay, trifling with the G, the G. Trifling, <laughs> trifling. That's a trifling. Yeah, you said trifling music history. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> trying to make one aspect of this podcast not be right. Literally, we already said Whitney. It's, so. I feel like I already hit my low for the podcast. So I'm just trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to make up for it. <laughs> um. So today we're talking about WC. So uh, this is a little background about WC before we get to the dragon. Um, WC <laughs> is an impressionist composer. If you didn't know, um, he was born on August twenty second, eighteen sixty two um and died march 25th 1918 um he's an impressionist composer which means that a lot of his work is focused on moods and suggestions of atmosphere and emotions and is crawling (laughs) and that's what that's the um the draw the allure of wc and his contemporaries like we're not there yet we're gonna get there just relax alluring oh alluring the opposite direction (laughs) that's the that's the popularity of wc and that's what that's his kind of his call to fame this idea that his music kind of suggests something um than being like uh, explicit um so wc was a piano a prodigy um and these talents were recognized very early on um he grew up in extreme poverty so all of his success is due to um a, a series of um, recognition from people recognizing his talent and also um, some of the personal work that he did on his own. Well, not personal in his emotions, but personal in music. So um, the biggest thing that happened to him is he was sponsored by Father God, Nadi Zada Von Mech. We're going to skip your middle name, sis. Um, and she was a millionaire um, who kind of took him on as he as a sponsor and he would like play with uh, her kids um and stuff like that and then he also run the grand prix de rome which um helped him is is a huge prize huge recognition um and all these things made him be able to compose and do stuff like that so let's get into the let's get into the tea (laughs) so like i said um he grew up in extreme poverty so you know whatever like parental issues and stuff like that so when I told you he was sponsored by this by Von Meck, and so while he was supposed to be doing his work, okay, and you know being a good little sponsor kid and trying to get you little coin so you can make a better life, he done fell in love with Blanche. First of all, her name is Blanche. Oh really? Yeah. So he went away after he ran the ran. Okay, he won the Grand Prix de Rome, and he was he was miserable there because you know. They gave you all this money and gave you all this time to write all this music, like so miserable. But he, I guess, he found it like uh, I, I mean, I, I to sympathize. I can, I can, I guess, I can see how that you that might be restricting. Like you just kind of want to write classical music at your own pace, but you literally knew what it was when you signed up for it. But okay. Literally. Um. So he, when he went back, he um fell in love with with Blanche Vasnier, who was um a singer. Uh, and she was married, but whatever. So that don't mean nothing to y'all. Okay. No. Um, so she he fell in love with her and a lot of his early works are inspired by um are inspired by by Blanche. Blanche. Um so and but this to be this to be clear, like WC was out here. Like just um he had a he had a whole bunch of women. <sighs> Like, really? like all, all gaggle them. It the was stored. When I was reading this, I was like, <gasps> like, like, especially like not to be rude because you know what, like beauty's an eye beholder. I just don't think Debbie C was cute. So it's just like, if y'all have ever seen Frankenstein, like he literally looks like Frankenstein. If you look up young Debbie C, 
like it's terrifying it's like y'all listen we listen in 2018 we're gonna do better okay y'all <laughs> like but you know what maybe prescriptions wasn't so good back then so they was like you know they they was just looking at people and seeing blobs or whatever that could be it. you know optometry probably wasn't what it is today so you know they could have been seeing whatever okay so after he was tired of blanche which you know this is a this is a frequent story this is a frequent storyline for debbie c literally um he he had a mistress named gabby and gabby you know was running around with him and then literally sis sis was driven to thoughts of suicide being with debbie c literally a toxic relationship like toxic right so here's where here's where we start to really have some problems so finally debbie c's like hey look fine i'm gonna get married so which okay you have to do your own personal work before you get into a relationship but that's this this is gonna be filled with gems y'all because i have (laughs) a lot to get off my chest like you cannot a relationship will not fix i know it's not classically romantic podcast but like we since we're talking about debbie c like classically therapy podcast (laughs) right like (laughs) Let me not even jump off with you, <laughs> but sister. Um. So okay. So here comes along. Um. Here comes along Rosalie, uh, Texier. Oh, here we go. Um. This is when, when it start picking up. This is when it starts picking up, right? <laughs> I mean, WC already been out here. He's he's well known. He's a good writer. He's a good composer. So, um, wait. I mean, oh, you mean to the people? To the, the people, yeah. right? Okay. I'm because listen. <laughs> Um, so he, but he, he's out here. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a man. Yeah, he's flat out. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hoe. And that's fine. Get it how you live it. I mean, I would you say, <laughs> I would say as long as it's safe, but it's literally 1899. So I know it wasn't safe. First um, of all, y'all were showering once a, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. <laughs> I was going to say once a week because that seems a bit too often. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So whatever, Rosalie, she was pretty, she was young, she was a mannequin, which I couldn't, I couldn't tell if she was like a mannequin, like she was a store mannequin, like a live mannequin, or she was a model because mm-hmm. French mannequin. Yeah. Okay. So wow. Gabby, to us, Katie. anyway, Gabby <laughs> literally went to Lily and she was like, sis, listen, I see you over here frolicking with Debbie C and let me tell you something like it's not it do not do it it's not the move literally woman to woman <laughs> coming to you as a woman <laughs> she caught her that's exactly what happened actually it's a transcript um she was like listen lily i'm coming to you as a woman do not do it do not and <laughs> lily was like oh my god no like he loves me and like he you know he believes in me and like i just think we're gonna be in so much love and blase blase famous last words literally so gabby's like all right bet do you <laughs> i tried to warn you i can't you can lead a horse to water but listen well actually a more fitting saying would be you could lead a horse to water but you can't make him bathe <laughs> <laughs> for this period of time exactly <laughs> So basically, she decides to get booed up with WC, which a fateful decision. Basically, <laughs> so there's a quote from him saying that <laughs> her favorite sound, her favorite song is "Around Delay," about a grandelier with a red face who wears a hat on one side like an old campaigner. Not very provoking aesthetically. <laughs> 
she does not have much up top. So we we got into an argument, about, not an argument, but a discussion because my, my mind is not in the gutter. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shucks. Like she meant like she's not very bright. But then you, which I was like, that sounds like something WC would say because it's always an ugly, never mind. Um, <laughs> but then Delaney was like, well, no, it says aesthetically. So up top where, like, I thought she's an A cup or. I thought he made the titties. I really did. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I really, I really didn't. She said that I was like, I didn't even think of that. Now I feel all dumb. No, <laughs> but I mean, but it says aesthetically, so you're probably right. Like, yeah, I thought. And plus, I'm just used to y'all always commenting on people's appearances, so I'm like, yeah, that's just what I thought. Or I thought I was like, maybe he means her hair. Is she balding? Is she because same sis? Um, <laughs> I have no comment. But um, so basically, they were happily married for a couple years. Um, it's although it did say that she hesitated before saying her I do right okay also okay so not only I forgot about that part not only did sis tell you net to do it she probably was like oh shucks I wonder if I should listen to Gabby and then you said the words anyway but then remember he he um he was like I'm gonna kill myself if you don't <gasps> yeah he d- okay let's pull over what would you do because listen first of all my automatic thought if a dude ever came to me and was like yo katie like you will marry me and i'm like nah mans and he was like well i'm gonna kill myself if i do i don't know what i would say to that but i would okay sorry (laughs) i literally i cannot form my mouth to make the words because i'm so like i can't even like see myself in that situation a guy on bended knee with a ring and you're like man i just was not like this has been cute like the dating thing but i just am not feeling it like i don't know if i'm ready for marriage and he's like well i'm gonna kill myself like what do you first of all i'm not gonna marry you because one i'm not gonna pity marry you exactly now i'm unhappy for the rest of my days to it's gonna concern me because i want to i want a man with confidence so it's gonna concern me that you you like are willing to be like well if you say no i'm gonna kill myself that concerns me first of all why i'm not that it's not that deep you don't your life your whole life gone because i won't be with you exactly and three that means you crazy exactly (laughs) and a whole bunch now you uh sweetie can you make me a plate uh, uh, I, you know i gotta i gotta tie my shoe record well i'm gonna kill myself if you don't make me some chicken right <laughs> now you wondering why you want why you want snapped nope mm-hmm. uh, uh, that ain't me but I, it's it's not going to happen like <laughs> because you're not going to guilt me into that like i'm calling your mama hey so and so he's on the edge of the line he needs somebody right now it cannot be me because he has an unhealthy fixation with me exactly because, right but yet you still did it and like i know like I remember you were saying like mental health would probably be a whole other. It probably wasn't. Nobody was even paying attention. Exactly, to at because this time. I feel like the talk, the push about mental health in the past like 10, 20 years has been fantastic. It's just I, but it's literally like twenty nineteen. So what was y'all even talking about? You know what I'm saying back in in eighteen ninety nine. Right. Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> she made the faith the fateful mistake of um marrying him anyway, and. <laughs> After that, they were married for a good, like, three years, happily married, whatever, whatever. Apparently, she was living in poverty in his shadow to the point where he, first of all, he was calling, he was calling her my poor wife. I'm like, first of all, why? Like, two other people. Wow. <laughs> he sucks. Um, And 
then he was like, basically, <laughs> this part tickled me because I was like, <laughs> when he said her voice and shrill laughter grated on his nerves. Wow. It, that's a quote the, from like, Debussy. Like, Yikes. Not your sh- her voice. She says anything to you. Good morning, honey. Now you already quaking. Like, <laughs> wow. You're seething with rage because your wife spoke to you. Like, I, but he, he's. And then it was a bunch of stuff. First of all, this article, like one of the articles that that we're getting like some of our information from, is a read. It's like we'll link it. It's uh, it's like first of all, whoever whoever wrote this had an agenda. <laughs> but so, as you can imagine, the, I mean, the first three years of marriage were good, and then it started to go downhill, like Delaney said, with all the whatever. So on the night before their fifth wedding anniversary. Lily was like, um, Lily took a gun to her, like killed it, like attempted to kill herself because she was like, I can't, Mm um, can't do this. And misses, which I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, how do you aim for your face and hit your below your titty? That's (laughs) literally two feet. (laughs) But okay, sis, go off. Um, So here's the trash part because WC was because while she while he was married to Lily, he was running around with um with Emma Barda. So Barda, sorry. She he was running around with uh Emma. So after she did this, he was like, All right, bet. So you in the hospital now, so I could just go do my thing with Emma. Literally never visited her never visited her never 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 gave her money because remember WC was probably with the one minute of the money he was doing well as a composer exactly um but Emma had her own little thing because she was also out here um thotting because she (laughs) was she wasn't thotting she was uh married to Sigimon Sigimon Bardock um she was married to Sigimon Bardock who was a banker then she was having a little affair with Fonray and then um, met up with WC. So she'd been around too. So them, them two linked up. Right. Two pieces. Birds of a feather. Right. Together. Birds <laughs> of a feather. So, um, so when he was out doing his thing with um, Emma, WC put Lily on a train for the summer to her parents while he took Emma on a trip. Vacation with your sock. Like... And he during this during this um during this stage like we said like he never visited her at the hospital, the bullet remained in her body for the rest of her life. Literally, her vertebrae. Like it's just, whew, it's just a mess. So here's the funny thing because these oh, I can't even say what I want to say. Um, we'll link classically black after dark. <laughs> but these men can never be like they always be like. I gotta be held responsible for my actions. Like, like, and what did Rihanna say? Rihanna was like, never doubt a man's ability to make you feel bad for his what they did. Mistakes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I was, his own mistakes. I was like, if I, I wrote that down, I screenshotted it, everything, put it on my Insta story. I'm like, y'all need to read this because 
then he was okay first of all like you know we have like it's not it's not it's not like guess waldo where he in 15 whatever it's like yeah. we got newspapers now yeah. word of mouth stuff is spreading you're in paris exactly. so everyone's like y'all you're about that you see uh, right. on the front page of newspapers it's literally it was in like every newspaper because he was so famous at the time mm-hmm. literally her hot her being in the hospital was in the newspaper and that's why him and emma were like not doing so well and they actually ended up moving to england I right think, because everybody was looking at them like nah now your wife in the and then y'all never not even technically divorced yet and you run around with so-and-so exactly. who's also married like yeah it was it, who right who's also married <laughs> and then this is, the, this is the part that's funny right so check your circle because you know i just realized so wc was like oh my god ain't nobody talking to me like what i even do like okay. and foray not talking to me foray can't say nothing to nobody because foray was laid up <laughs> in the pool foray listen that was never your <laughs> Cause Foray mad at you too because he over there him and Emma was right boots as well. So, so Foray, listen, been a snake. <laughs> He's like Foray, Foray not talking to me. I'm like you need to go ask Foray what he was doing mm-hmm. with Emma, the girl you booed up with in England. Exactly. But of course, whatever starts a mess ends a mess because <laughs> um, Emma and WC didn't work out. Surprise, surprise. Right. They they had a kid together. And she, um, it was like, it said that even though he has so many women in his life, that his, the only person that he was like able to, to give selfless love to was his daughter. I'm like, meanwhile, meanwhile, you would not want anybody treating your daughter the way you treated all of these women. You would be saying that again. Rage. I don't understand men like who, who, you know, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I ain't shaming nobody. I'm just saying like, if you want to do what you want to do and it's safe, like I am, I have my own notes to play in tune and my business <laughs> to mind. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like, y'all out here doing this and that, like you have a daughter. Literally. You have a daughter. And okay. And literally there was, um, a part in here where he like wrote to a friend all these people done deserted me you literally left your 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 wife who had a bullet hole in her oh my god in the hospital baby what is you doing did not not give her any money to pay her hospital bills and never ever visited her she had a bullet in her for the rest of her life you said everybody deserted me you deserved it you deserted yourself you played yourself ain't nothing Ain't nothing worse when you play yourself. Literally. Everyone, there's going to be so many people in life who are trying to play you. Why are you playing yourself? Don't do other people's work for them. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's why I remember, I remember like the second half of 2018. I'm like, hey, girl, listen, I don't care what else you do. I don't care who plays you, but you will no longer be playing yourself. You understand me? Boss. And I was like, yup. And, <laughs> and we moved on. I play myself more than I play that bass though. All right. So, <laughs> WC died young. 55 whatever um wc <laughs> I mean, here's the thing like let's 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 wrap it back around so what's this trifling absolutely literally women are killing themselves which to me it's like i know like i know some men take it as a compliment when women are throwing themselves at you but it's like that would never be like a compliment to me like you have women who want to be with you so bad that they're threatening suicide but I think in these cases, a lot of these cases, like, you drove them to suicide. Like, how does that feel? Exactly. And, like, I know that, like, some people be like, oh, well, you know, he was going to commit suicide, too. First of all, he said that literally for the sole purpose of her not saying yes to his proposal. Exactly. <laughs> and also a lot of, I feel like a lot of composers, the article even mentions, like, a lot of composers are, like, they they want to commit suicide, blase, blase, because, like, I feel like it's very lonely. People have all these 
opinions have the people who have opinions on your work can't write themselves mm-hmm. you know it's like that must be a lot but we not we are holding men accountable for their actions in 2019 like you did this to yourself you are literally an adult with your own brain your own everything why why am i having to make up excuses for you i d- no <laughs> like i'm not you're no so what are some lessons that we've learned from this story i could think of like first of all don't be hung up over anybody's dusty son and girl say again <laughs> Y'all over here pressed about these someone's dusty son. Like what? Who is probably his mama still got to text him every Friday. Did you wash your booty this week? <laughs> so, <laughs> baby girl, listen. If you're listening, lean in. He's 35 on his PlayStation at his mama house. Right? <laughs> nah, I mean eating pizza rolls. And- <laughs> baby girl, listen. Dude. Lean in, sister. Let me tell you something. You don't need him. Okay, like. Um, in the illustrious words of Tupac, because okay. baby, you don't need him. I ain't trying to gas you up. I just call you as a senior. That's a Jaday Aiko version. But, <laughs> okay. but it's like half the time you are overqualified for this man. I can guarantee you are overqualified for him. Like there is no reason for you to be strung out looking dumb <laughs> over Literally. somebody's son. It's just it. Don't do it. I think that's the main thing. Like I know it's easier said than done. It's, it's not always easy to leave. I, I, I'm not dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that. Especially, like, in a time like this, Lily wasn't about to be like, well, I'm unhappy, so I'm leaving. Right. I'm an independent woman, so bye. Like, but girl, I don't know. I'm just not going to be out here. And then you already, and then also, but the thing with Lily that I, I can't really sympathize with is, like, you were warned. You were, li- she came to you literally being in your, it was not even like she, she knew WC, he was a childhood friend, or she thought, he seemed, it's your friend who don't know him, who don't know him, who's like, mm, he seemed blah, blah, blah. She was involved with him. And she exactly. told you from experience. She told you from experience, like, do not do it. And what you, you don't even, it's not even like you started talking to him, you literally married him. Okay, sis. She, um, I'm, I, and listen to your people, listen to people who know more than you. Exactly. She has been through it before, and she came out unscathed but obviously you didn't and you could have had you listened to her you cannot change him that's another thing you said before she probably heard that heard what um you cannot change what sis said to her and was like well you know i could change him i might could you know i might could straighten him out he literally never changed you men change when they're ready to change just like you change when you're ready to change like there's nothing that's going to change you so you will you and the girl before him and a girl before him is you would not gonna change him men change for the women that they want to change for exactly so then you look now you looking dumb again you exactly. know what i'm saying you can't make somebody they gotta want it for themselves exactly so you literally were warned and now you out here looking crazy in the hospital bed eating jello by yourself <laughs> not jello <laughs> And right, all they got left is orange flavor too. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the here's the question that that we like to ask at the end of the segment: Does WC's actions as a composer should that defer the way we deter the way we look at his music? Like, because of what happened to him, like, should we continue to listen to his music? I'm not talking about whether you should listen. I'm talking about in general because we already know that we don't stand WC. He gave us Claire de la Lune, though. Claire de la Lune. I'm, uh, everything. And I don't mind play to the after, afternoon of a fawn. 
everything else can keep literally every <laughs> and don't tell me about la mer oh my god it's so blah blah i told blaney earlier la mer sound like he got on a boat put his pen on staff paper and let the waves write the thing for him <laughs> got off and was like oh yeah this could might sound good like <laughs> <laughs> but based on what wc did is he canceled i don't think he should be canceled i think he should be canceled for other reasons um mainly i just don't i can't with his music i just feel like upbeat downbeat are we in 340 what 340 that's e40 meanwhile like 340 that sounds so dumb anyway what I feel when I listen to Debussy, you know how your brain all raveled up like that? It like it's getting unraveled. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Debussy sounds like to me. You suck. <laughs> like, why? Why? But honestly, I think if you like Debussy and like, I don't think this is enough because it's a lot of like he was trash. Um, and I'm not going to be like, oh, he had a such and such childhood because it's been. I have no comment. I mean, on that. like, I know they probably wasn't coping in the healthiest of ways. However, it's not that don't give you a free pass to just do whatever exactly. you want. And second of all, like, also Lily was lucky crazy for trying to kill herself as well. Like, right. I don't want to use that. I won't throw that word around. I feel bad, but like, it's not. You know, the situation was bad on both sides. Although he was worse. Um, but I don't think that like if you like WC and you want to program him, you should not because yeah. of that. Like, you know, because. I mean, you might also be in the same boat as him because you like WCY, but <laughs> I would have to agree that I just, first of all, I just don't think in this case, this is all the stuff that was happening was WC's personal business. He mm-hmm. wants to be out here. He got tired of one woman, so he wants another. Like, I feel like that when we're talking about Gesualdo, you shooting people and right. doing you all type of triple murder, stuff. <laughs> like. I'm talking, I'm talking about Debbie C. Like, he was out here because he wanted to yeah. be around. And, I mean, like, that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's enough to cancel Debbie C. I just, yeah. I can't support that. So, Debbie C., you're safe. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, we'll still. Ugh, I'll still switch off your music if it comes on. Wow. Pray for me. I'm playing Lamar in school. God, I will not be going. Um, <laughs> But I wish you great success. <laughs> Meanwhile, now I'm stumbling out of her heart, so all disoriented. I don't know right. which now way is up. Now your equilibrium all off, your center of balance. You feel like you, now you got sea legs because <laughs> sea legs. <laughs> and we moving on. <laughs> all right, y'all. So it's Black Excellence, and today we talking about Marco Alexander. I'm excited about this one because you know just accolades on accolades. On, on, in my mouth because oh, I see you have several bottles of several water. bottles of water right Line, here. I got my like Starbucks up. from earlier because it's like because the accomplishments. It's it's just so much. I just y'all really y'all are really out here. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> okay, so Marco Alexander, he's a bass player from Memphis, Tennessee. Gang 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 gang. <laughs> Stand up, Memphis. <laughs> oh, I was talking about bass. Oh, <laughs> oh right, I forgot y'all the same people. Um. <laughs> He did his undergraduate studies um, in double bass performance, music education, and a minor in music business at the, the University of, <laughs> at the University of Memphis. So I guess you had class day, night, Saturday, Sunday, Ramadan. <laughs> Not Ramadan. <laughs> Um, he's performed as a guest musician, arranger with over 23 professional orchestras. He's performed at Carnegie Hall, Madison Square Garden. How do you say that? Schmorhorn. Schmer- <laughs> Schmer- Bobby Schmerda. 
Symphony <laughs> Center. <laughs> Do not do that. <laughs> Shermerhorn. He's literally gonna drag me. <laughs> Shermerhorn Symphony Center. Shermerhorn. Oh, literally, if you just sound stuff out sometimes, <laughs> I yeah. just saw a whole it bunch. Looks, it looks and it's all underlined in red right. too. I saw a whole bunch of consonants and I was like, hmm. Watch it not even be that. It's not it's actually skimmer. <laughs> I don't even know. He's literally gonna treat my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> New World Symphony Center, the Orpheum Theater in Memphis, Cannon Center, the Lucas Theater, Carl Perkins Civic Center, and among mem- many others. He's been got on- whiplash for how many <laughs> around the country he's We're been. Not even halfway. <laughs> um, he's been on a national tour with Lion King, Fantasy- Lion King, Disney <laughs> Fantasy Orchestras, and Chicago. He's performed in Germany, Canada, Czech Republic, and Hong Kong. You are not have a lot of common because he's always. Just- I'm gonna keep going he's always just like marco out and about. Is, yes marco is out here i literally stay in the house you were just talking about being in new zealand and korea okay and okay all spread out meanwhile marco is always on the go i'm gonna keep going <laughs> so okay so in addition to being just out here as a bass player um he's also a vocal recording artist with the name marco alexander okay versatility i mean just <laughs> Just <laughs> okay, like, like like silly putty molding in any type of shape. What you want? He got it. Right. Well, what else you do, Marco? You would tap dancer. Right. Meanwhile, okay, yeah. astrophysicist. <laughs> he got a secret side career as a as a magician and oh. a okay, secretly working on the cure for cancer coming out twenty twenty. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, he's a vocal recording artist. Uh, he's a string arranger, producer, and songwriter. Um, in twenty sixteen, he re- released his uh, debut EP friction take a listen like there are a bunch of bobs on that ep um currently marco is a principal double basis of the jackson symphony orchestra and the prism international chamber orchestra international like okay echelon (laughs) the international (laughs) nations around the globe i i I can't fit my it's like i just didn't know that we were the level of I mean, I'm just, my edge is still here. <laughs> I'm making sure my edge is. I don't see this. Oh, shucks. <gasps> I need to make sure I have edges in 2019. Thanks, Marco, for oh my snatching my edges. God. But you know what? I actually heard that he has a side business. um, And he created this th- this edge cream because he's so used to snatching edges. <laughs> oh, shit. It makes him grow back. And it's right. Like, you know, he, I don't tell you, he was okay. a chemist. I'm going well. to hit him up about that. Right. Because Chemist and astrophysicist. Right, exactly. And he also makes wigs, so <laughs> Marco don't make no wigs. <laughs> we lying on him. <laughs> okay, let's bring it back in. So yes, principal double basis of Jackson Symphony um, and Prison International Chamber Orchestra. He's also the uh, owner and clothes of the clothing band Sound Culture, which is like, like sick. Like the designs he comes up with. I'm like, how did you? Right. I'm like, you drew that freehand literally Meanwhile, i'm like so I, literally i look at his stuff like on sound culture's instagram and i'm like so you just drew it with your hands <laughs> meanwhile i get stenciled now i'm my hand all shaking and i'm moving and like you you just right it, that's sound culture with a k by the way yeah just sound in case culture wanna... and we'll link all this in the description box um he's currently working on a publicity tour and full album entitled cultural friction um, and he re- most recently was on Ty Tribbett's Christmas celebration. So Whew. check him out. <laughs> Are you- I got an oxygen tank for you if you had a break. Thank God, because literally, like, I'm um, I'm so proud of Marco. He's really out here just doing a lot of good work. 
Um, so check him out. We'll link his socials um, in the description box. We'll yeah. also link his website. Take right. a look. Take a listen to his EP. He has a lot of dope music out on literally every platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're proud of you, Marco. Um, and yeah, Black Excellence this week. Right, just glad you're out here. Somebody gotta be. Hey, famous. Upper echelon. Right. <laughs> Man, I'm just glad my people just out here famous. I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> Hopefully I could. I could carry your base. You know, I have experience yeah, Marco, carrying bases. So yeah, I can carry your stool, Marco. I don't know about the base part <laughs> because, you know, it's literally taller than me. <laughs> Um, so you know, but I have I have a lot of experience carrying bases. So if you ever need, someone, you are trash. We are moving on. <laughs> no, I am not. I've, doing been, this. I've been carrying the base for about Delaney. We are moving six and on and a half years no. now. <laughs> I, you know, so if you ever need you anybody, s- you literally suck. While you're you know you, darting off to your different engagements and your different you know you since you're booked and busy all the time. I can take care Suck of Delaney. <laughs> I can file your music. Marco's not going to hire you. I c- you don't know that. I'm going to make sure. Of it. You know, wow. <laughs> you see, it be your own. <laughs> Check I'm, your circle. I'm <laughs> Check your circle. Because Katie over here deep in my house talking about Delaney, I love you. We friends. We starting this podcast. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, she's literally just made a pledge to stand <laughs> between me and my bag. Yo, bag. Yes, my Carry, bag. Carrying <laughs> my bag. Carrying Marco's stool. I mean, his base. And the stool. I could do both. I have been desperate to move on. Can we please move on? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, so. And another thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I play entirely too You much. play all day. Okay. Um, we on our way out of here. We've been in here literally forever. Literally, but it's been forever. It's uh, time for the piece of the weakness. You this week, what you got? So my piece of the week. I can't believe I'm saying this. I just realized who it was written by. Can you imagine if it was by Debussy? <gasps> I would literally change my mind. Piece or <laughs> cloud or collection <laughs> of sounds or, or space <laughs> or or like dimension gas? or like. Foam. <laughs> it's kind of like you know when you get the properties that matter like <laughs> solid liquid gas it's literally like some it's it's a all you gotta do is go to it's a gas squid that's what it is a gas squid it's like not quite a gas not quite a liquid it's like somewhere people between. are literally unsubscribing as we speak <laughs> because they are tired <laughs> my piece of the week is Bolero by Ravel and before you come for me talking about it's the same thing over and over there's literally three different melodies right. it's it's genius it's one huge crescendo like it's absolutely incredible I used to get dragged all the time um, for liking Bolero meanwhile it's like one of my favorite pieces and I'm like what piece am I going to do this week what piece did I forget about literally forgot about Bolero right. it is fantastic <laughs> um, I'm going to link uh uh, my favorite rendition of Bolero and that's the one um, with Gergiev. I forgot what orchestra he's conducting. Um, but I just, I stand Gergiev. I mean, he, what is literally, if I, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> what I said earlier, that's for, that's for another podcast. That's classically black after dark. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's really suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. Not about, I just realized not that. about Gergiev. We, no, Katie actually has a secret. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not about Gary. I want to clarify. That is not about Gary. It's not not even close um what's kind of no i'm just kidding wow um so 
it's Gergiev um, conducting the London Symphony Orchestra, one of my all-time favorite recordings of this piece. It's just so good. So, sis on the bus. I, you got to take a listen. Right. It's it's 17 minutes. You'll be fine. You'll right. be okay. Because when you was playing it, my mama was like, oh my God, that's my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Can't run it down the hall. <laughs> right, like it's a, it's a bob. It's amazing. Um, But thank you for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Happy New Year. Don't forget to check us out on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Um, if you have any questions, comments, email us, email, what? <laughs> email us at classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com and we will see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.